What is up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Sports Ethos Sixers podcast. I'm your host, Adam Sherman, and the Sixers season is really heating up. The race for the first seed in the East compared to the fourth seed is about a half a game at the moment. So many good teams in the East. Uh, Sixers fans stressing some good wins, some tough losses recently. So I'm here to calm everyone's nerves and take you all through it. Um, before we get started today, I just wanted to, as always, give a quick shout out to our friends over at the Ethos Fantasy BK page on Twitter. It's the most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on the planet. Get all your NBA news, including news about your Sixers, in one Twitter feed. Not only is it the fastest source, but it's the most reliable and provides analysis. Again, that's at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. And before I jump into this whole crazy playoff race, the MVP race, all the debates being had at the moment, I just wanted to give a quick recap about where the Sixers have been at the last couple of games. Um, for starters, they had a game in Miami uh, about a week ago. No Joel Embiid, no James Harden. Um, yes, Tyrese Maxey, who goes for 28 points and a crazy fourth quarter to lead the Sixers to an absolutely unbelievable victory. Shake Milton with 20 points, 5 boards, 6 assists. Furkan Korkos with 18 points. Niang with 15. And this game was super, super um, exciting for Sixers fans to see the bench guys all step up along with Tyrese Maxey show that superstar potential once again. Um, guys like Shake and Furk who have had really rough seasons, barely even getting playing time, not being able to get it going, finally showing their stuff and having both great games. Um, absolutely love to see that. Shake especially, who's been really like seemingly not even on the team, is now having an incredible game and looking to build himself a spot in the rotation. Um, especially, you know, against Miami Heat team, uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, number one seed in the East when this game took place. And absolutely, uh, you know, when you don't have Harden and Embiid, it seems like it's just kind of a throwaway game, play your guys, hope to, you know, get some experience, maybe a close one. But Tyrese Maxey said, I don't think so. Scoring, hitting two threes at an add one in the final couple of minutes to seal this one. Tyrese Maxey getting the crowd hyped. The crowd was even chanting Maxey, Maxey. So this was just a really awesome game to watch and an exciting victory. Uh, carrying this momentum onto their Western Conference road trip, starting with the Lakers. Unfortunately, no LeBron James in this one. Seems like he's scared of Joel Embiid. Hasn't played him since uh, last year where Tobias Harris hit the game winner. But anyway... Um, Sixers will grab the win against the depleted Lakers squad. Obviously, no AD. Tobias Harris showing a, a good performance, 20.7 boards. Joel with 30 and 10. Harden, 24, 7 and 7. And Maxi putting together 21, 5 and 7. This was one of the best games the big four has put together. Um, all of them going above 20. Uh, Tobias Harris being the one who usually won't get that 20. And it was a really good game to see all around. The Lakers were able to keep it close thanks to a big game from former Sixer Dwight Howard and Russell Westbrook. But ultimately, they were hitting some tough shots, and the Sixers were able to close it out. So good victory. Um, staying in L.A. for this next one against the Clippers. No Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard, obviously. This one, absolute blowout. Sixers winning it by 25. Harden looking unstoppable, especially in the first half, scoring 23 in the first half, finishing the game with 29, 15, and 7. Um, Bede 27 and 10. Matisse going for 13. And just an all-around great team win. Not much to say about this one because, you know, it was dominant, really good win. Rare to see the Sixers get a win like this, but um, able to string together a very solid game. Ultimately, no uh, no late game drama. 
But here after this game, they would ultimately go into Phoenix, play the hottest team, the best team in the NBA. And the Sixers went up big in the first half, had a 15-point lead at one time. Um, Joel Embiid having a dominant first half, but ultimately the team fell apart in the second half. The Phoenix crowd got into it, and they would win the game by 10. It was closer than the score suggests. Some late uh, questionable calls and turnovers by the Sixers led to some free throws and a win. But nonetheless, Devin Booker finishing with 35 points, an absolutely dominant game for him. Joel with 37 and 15 in his own right. But no one else seemed to really step up. Tobias had a solid game, 17 points. Really good first half. Maxi with 18, shooting 7 for 21. And Harden with 14, shooting 2 for 11 is a little bit rough. But nonetheless, they had a really good stretch of games. Really unfortunate to see them lose against a contender there. But regardless, uh, solid way to keep it competitive, showing they can play with the best of them. And they will have a chance to prove that again in their upcoming game as they play the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, the rest of their schedule, aside from Milwaukee, should all be games that... Honestly, our should win uh, Detroit twice, Hornets, Cavs, Pacers twice, Toronto. So a couple of playoff teams mixed in there. But the Sixers look to be uh, on track for, uh, I mean, at least a 50-win season right now, sitting at 46 and uh, 28. Hopefully more. Hopefully that Bucks game, I mean, hopefully they can win and win out the season. But um, if not, they can maybe go on a nice little run at the end of the season. Um, but regardless, let's jump into this playoff picture because it is absolutely crazy. Um, as I mentioned, the top four seeds all within like half a game. Sixers going from the one seed to the four seed after a simple loss. And before we do that, I just wanted to take a second to introduce you guys to our partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Um, everyone go prop up with Thrive on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ethos at sign up for an 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to $100. Plus either two to four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names every night, score points when props hit, and players with the most points will share a nightly prize money. Also, check out the Sports Ethos DFS team and pod for advice. Again, the code is ethos over at Thrive Fantasy. So now go ahead and take a look at these Eastern Conference standings. At the moment, the Celtics sit at number 1, 47 and 28. Miami at number 2, also at 47. And 28 Milwaukee at three with 46 and 28 and Philly at 46 and 28. So when I said it was close, I wasn't kidding. This is absolutely ridiculous. And it's ridiculous not only because it's so close, but because of how really good all of these teams are. Ultimately, I could see any of those four teams and Brooklyn, who's sitting at the nine spot right now, coming out of the East, and I would not be the least bit surprised. Um, starting with the Celtics, started the season really rough, but has had an absolutely amazing stretch since their their rough start of not even being in the playoff picture at one point. Um, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, obviously incredible. Um, but they did suffer a big loss. Robert Williams, their starting center, um, suffered a significant injury. Not quite sure how much time he's going to miss, but looks like he'll be getting surgery. Uh, at the very least... He'll miss the rest of the regular season, I believe, and could definitely miss a round or two of the playoffs. Um, obviously, they still have a talented group, but that one hurts considering their backup is Daniel Tice, who not an incredible option, but I guess he's not terrible. But if we know one thing about Daniel Tice, it's that um, Joel Embiid owns him. So that's a plus. They do still have Al Horford um, on their roster, of course, another guy who was actually a very good defender on Joel Embiid years ago, but I think he's lost a little bit of a step, as Sixers fans saw a couple years ago. Um, moving on after the Celtics, uh, Miami Heat started uh, looking a little scarier, honestly, than they are right now. Um, recently, I've had a, a tough stretch of it. Um, big loss to the Nets the other night. Um, before that, 
They had a big loss to New York. They lost to the Warriors, and of course the Sixers beat them. So four straight losses, big fights on the bench between Jimmy and, and Udonis Haslam and Eric Spolstra, guys that have been you know, on the Heat, Heat legends. So that's really interesting to see them kind of falling apart at this stage of the season. Of course, they're still a really good team, really talented. I mean, when you have Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, and a good supporting cast, you're going to be a contender. But it's interesting to see how this team has operated thus far and down the stretch. Um, moving on to the three seed, you got Milwaukee, of course, the reigning um, champs, uh, Giannis, MVP, twice finals MVP, looking like he's destined to be one of the greatest players in the history of the game. Um, honestly, should be higher up in the MVP rankings, in my opinion. Uh, you know, as a Sixers fan, I'd love to think Joel should win it. But if not, I do believe Giannis should win it over Jokic. Giannis is so dominant on both ends of the ball. So athletic. Uh, such a great team player. His team's always great. Um, obviously, his team might be a little more talented than Jokic's. But nonetheless, Giannis is, is an incredible player and a team you don't want to see in any round of the playoffs, especially after last year. And then you get to Philly. And Philly, out of these teams, to me, is the most up-and-down team um, you see great wins against great teams, tough losses against not so great teams. Um, but yeah, overall, the fact that they're a half game back from first place should show you something. And uh, since Harden, I wouldn't say disappointing, but it's been a little shaky. There's been games it looks like Harden's still adjusting, but I still do like the Sixers to come out of the East. Um, it's so scary, you know, if you look at those top four seeds um, and Brooklyn, one of those teams is not making it past the first round. Uh, the Celtics, Miami, Milwaukee. Philly, and Brooklyn. And that is super scary, considering all those teams in my eyes are legitimate, legitimate contenders. Um, going down my list, personally, I am most scared of the Brooklyn Nets, especially if Ben Simmons is back, but KD and Kyrie in the playoffs is something I don't want to play. Um, number two is the Celtics. They are the one seed right now. They've been hot. No Robert Williams. If they don't have him in the first round, that changes my view a little bit. Nonetheless, the Sixers won't be playing them in the first round, and I think Robert Williams will be back by the time they would end up going against them. Um, so the Celtics and, and Milwaukee, for me, are, are in that second tier right behind Brooklyn. Then you get to uh, Miami, who at the beginning of the year, or even a couple weeks ago, probably would have told you they were they were higher up. But the way they've been playing, and really the talent on their roster, um, a lot of it is very good, but it's young. you got Bam, you got Hero. They haven't really shown too, too much success. They did make a finals run in the bubble. And, you know, say what you want. The bubble is debatable. It was a very, very impressive run. But I wouldn't say it was a fluke run. But I would say it looked like somewhat of a Philadelphia Eagles 2016 Super Bowl run where they had a lot of um, chemistry. They had a lot of underdog mentality and ultimately led them to get into the finals where they did eventually lose. But nonetheless... Um, yeah, I would not like to play Milwaukee or Miami, don't get me wrong. But they're a team I think I'm less afraid of than all those other teams, especially uh, in general, Jason Tatum, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. All those guys kind of scare me a little more than Jimmy Butler does, and that might come uh, bite me in the buff for saying that, especially as a Sixers fan, seeing what Jimmy did for us and how many uh, big shots he hit. But ultimately, that's just how I'm seeing it right now. Additionally, in the East, you got Chicago with the five. We've swept Chicago this season. They look good. They, they fell off a cliff after All-Star break. And honestly, they don't scare me all that much. Toronto, a team that definitely doesn't scare me. I think they could give a good series to a contender. Um, Siakam, very talented, as well as Van Vliet. Some young guys. I think they could be a team to look out for in the future. But I can't see them making a huge push. 
Um, honestly, same exact story goes for Cleveland and Charlotte. Um, both impressive seasons, especially Cleveland, another team that started the year better than they have been doing now, but nonetheless still in a really impressive run. Darius Garland, uh, Jared Allen, who has been injured for a while, but should be back um, in time for the playoffs, I believe. So that's a team that I would be okay facing, definitely first round. Um, especially seeing all the teams that are up in the East. Same as the Hornets started the season hot, have cooled down significantly. Lamella Ball, great player. Miles Bridges, a player who has been having a very great season. I think he's been a little overlooked. The start of the season, he was playing great. Hasn't really fell off, but he kind of stopped getting mentioned. Then you get to the play-in. Right now, the play-in is Nets versus Hawks. And both of these teams are teams I would be scared of in the first round. Um, Nets for obvious reasons and Hawks for pretty obvious reasons as a Sixers fan. Trey Young looks like a menace in the playoffs the way he steps up. And um, as a seven, as a one or two seed that you're going to have to probably play the Nets or the Hawks because I, I could, per, I see them winning in the play in over Cleveland and Charlotte. Um, it makes you question the one seed. And I said it last episode and I'm going to say it again. This three or four seed, of course, you don't get the first round by in, in the other rounds, but. That first-round matchup against the Bulls or the Raptors compared to the Nets or the Hawks almost makes it seem worth it. Um, obviously, as a Sixers fan, I'm going to root for wins. I'm going to root for the one seed, get that momentum, beat a contender in that first round, feel good about yourself. But if the Sixers end up getting one of these three or four seeds, I don't think it's the end of the world, personally. I think that um, it's a solid spot to be in. And regardless, I mean, this team is so talented. No matter who they play, I think the Sixers will have a good shot to win in a seven-game series especially now that they've shown they could win road games as opposed to other years where that was a concern. Um, James Harden in the playoffs, I've mentioned every single episode. And once again, I'm going to mention um, big question mark. Very, very big question mark. Um, he's had some great playoff games, but of course that no rings and those very talented teams he's had over the years um, is a little, little bit scary. Um, but nonetheless, um, I just want to take a quick second to take a look at this roster like I do every episode. But this one is different because we have seen a bunch of different players who have stepped up in games that we haven't seen. As I mentioned, Shake Milton, Furkan Korkmaz. The other night, Paul Reed plays for like six minutes and scores eight points and has three steals. Um, so yeah, you really... Um, it's, just, it's just crazy how that, that kind of thing happens. And he still doesn't get any playing time. Every time that Paul Reed has played, he's looked to be a legitimate piece of a team. DeAndre Jordan has had some moments, especially recently catching some lobs. But I think Paul Reed, the fact that he hasn't gotten a rotational piece on this team yet is, is really ridiculous. Um, I get that he's young. I get that he hasn't proven much. But at some point, plug him in and see how he does. You can always take him out. You have the veteran presence of DeAndre Jordan. Look, he was playing for the Lakers. He was playing poorly. He, he wanted a bigger role here. But at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for the team. And if he's not the best for the team, I say Paul Reed's getting those minutes. Um, looking at the wing, I think Isaiah Joe has officially been ruled out of this conversation. I like Isaiah for the future, but I think Furkan Korkmaz and Shake Milton have both, after that Miami game, and showing what they can do at random points of this season and other seasons, should definitely be considered in that rotation. Um, obviously, starting a lot of it remains intact. Danny Green has looked better than he has all season. Um, his shooting's been okay, but his hustle and his defense has been up, and that's been really, really nice to see from a guy who, at the beginning of the year, seemed almost unplayable. And yeah, aside from that, I feel like the roster configuration and the rotation, the, the arguments have really cooled down. I think Paul Reed is the main thing Sixers fans would love to see. The rest of it have looked like they've settled into a pretty solid rotation. Obviously, the starting lineup is in check. Um, the wing play looking better. Uh, 
Tobias Harris uh, looking to be a little more settled into this offense than at the start of when Harden got here. I know that's not saying much considering how he did start. But, yeah, I think things look really promising. Um, I, I think we'll know a lot more, obviously, once the rest of this regular season shakes out, seeing where everyone falls, how the plan works out. But it's going to be a really interesting end of the year for sure, seeing different team schedules. Milwaukee has a tough schedule. Philly, as I mentioned, pretty easy after that Milwaukee game tomorrow night at the center. So before we sign off real quick, I just wanted to remind everyone to use code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. Also, please go check out our pals over at mybookie.ag and use code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses. Thank you guys as always so much for listening. I'm Adam Sherman, and trust that process.